A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the marketing madman with Trip Job and Darren Rand on Extra 1063 FM. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. It is uh, a week after the Super Bowl, and Trip Job here with my business partner. And we're fortunate to have the morning extra host, Tug Cowart and Scott Rhino. Yeah, you are fortunate. We don't work on Saturdays. I know. <laughs> it's like, this is a special occasion. Yeah, he's got so, beer over here. Uh, you know, yeah, we're having a party. Is, and beer. We're going to have a bigger party uh, today. So I uh, thought we would use the opportunity to, uh, so many people think advertising is marketing. And I think that's the challenge. I think Darren and I talk about all the time. And what better way, though, to uh, look at the one time a year everyone focuses on advertising and the uh, Super Bowl ad. So uh, what we've done is I uh, want to go around the room and get uh, get everyone's opinion. What what did you like? We've got the USA ad meter. But, Tug, what, what was your favorite uh, ad from last week? I thought the smartest ad was the Uber Eats ad where they were diving into bags of food what they thought was food turned out to be kitty litter and soap and and they were you know eating it and they're like this yeah. bag is lying it's not food at all <laughs> meaning that they deliver other things the food so much that 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 ad did so much and got so much attention that the fda released a tweet that said do not eat soap because of the scene <laughs> where the guy from secession and it is the tall kid his name escapes me but was eating the soap. So if it got the FDA's attention, it got everybody's attention. I thought that was the best one. I think everybody agrees that the QR code was probably the worst, but I think it actually did very, very well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's go to Darren real quick then. Uh, I, uh, Rhino and Tug, I, we talked about it real quickly. I love the QR code. I have no yeah. idea how it performed. It was interesting. It was like Pong meets something else. My favorite, though, by far was the E-Trade Babies. But you know I'm a big fan of the E-Trade Babies. Yeah. The fact they brought them back and the mm -hmm. way that they did it, I thought was brilliant. So I, I love what you just said. Smartest. It's like, are we going for smart? Are we going for entertaining? Are we effective. Going for effective. Yeah. yeah, those are the big things that people ask us about and you guys about all the time. What, do you, what are the metrics, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, did I... Did it, did it work? I loved it, but did it actually work? Yeah. Well, let's go to Rhino, and then yeah. we'll come back. See, I like the nostalgia. I like when they brought back the Clydesdales the one year. I like that they brought back the E-Trade Babies because it was a favorite, and I like the nostalgia. And my favorite, and I hate to say it because I don't agree with him politically in any way whatsoever, is the one with... Um, What's his name? Larry David. David. Uh, Larry David. Larry David. Yeah, the, for the cryptocurrency. Brilliant. I mean, he played the character really well. Absolutely. It was a great tie-in. I've been wrong about this before and going through history. I thought it was really funny. And yes. to see him bring that character back, because I like the character on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I thought the show was brilliant. So I just like the nostalgia. I like bringing back the old thing. The new stuff, I don't get it. it it's Although, over my head, and it seems like they all try too hard in that QR code thing. It was just annoying to oh. me more than anything. So but it was thing, effective. The only thing, Trip, I would push back on uh, on the nostalgia is because I like that stuff too. I love nostalgia, but like um, the Doctor Evil ad, 
you yeah. know, the the uh, the old uh, Austin Powers characters that Mike Myers does. Yeah. I thought that ad was terrible, and it was very nostalgic, and I loved that movie a long time ago. And then when I saw the ad, I was like, oh, this is, te- this is awful. Yeah. Well, and I've got – I'll come back to really my favorite later, but my second that fits into a commercial um, ties into that, but I think it, it takes all the different audiences – and that would be the Toyota Tundra keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Where you got yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, you got Leslie mm-hmm. Jones, and yeah. then the Jonas, mm-hmm. you know, because it brings multiple. And you, to your point, you saw what's going on. It was kind of fun with splashing the mud. You know, you can go four-wheeling, you can go to yeah. mountains, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll, after we do the uh, how do they rate it. So this is only one part to Darren's point. You know, the USA Today has done this for 20-plus years. They yeah, rate the- them. They got a, a group. So the number one rated one was the um, uh, Rocket Homes Barbie House. Right. Okay, oh, that yeah, rated yeah. number one. Now, what I will say is its wow. rating was 6.8. Historically, the winners are over 7. This is a 1 to 10 rating. Um, back when, you know, you remember the Cindy Crawford, the Pepsi. Oh, and my the, gosh. The, I, the, I love the Dorito. Against the, the, the I love you, man. The frogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. iconic the ones. Budweiser. Hit, hit Budweiser. They, they hit I mean, yeah. And eight is about as high as you'll ever get because, again, you're going to have people. Those Buzz the, McKenzie, the time, wasn't that one, too? Yeah. Exactly. All times are close to eight. But so that was number one. Amazon Mind Reader, number two. And then the. The Sloss Flaming Hot uh, Doritos was three. That was pretty smartly done. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Robo Dog Kia was I number dug four. That, one. I that was good. I like that. So anyway, those are the top four. So let's go real quick to, you go to uh, the bottom. To, well, I'm going to go each. So the Joneses ended up being nine, and there's like fifty some. Uh, e Trade off the grid of the babies, number ten. Wow. All right, six point yeah. two. So we got that one there. Uh, let's see here. The um, well, the Budweiser was fifteen. Or on the Clydesdales. Uh, let's see here. FT. I don't think that was the one you're talking FTX, about. FTX. Yeah, okay, that was yeah. the cryptocurrency. That was the crypto. Okay. Yep. Uh, 17th. All right. So not bad. Oh. Still in the upper half. And then uh, let's see here. Uber Eats. We're, okay. Uber Eats, 25. Right in the middle. Wow. Okay. And then I'll go all the way to the bottom to the Coinbase. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it was – no, it, it the ratings, and I think that's an interesting point we'll get into – um, Can we add while you're looking at that? Coinbase while you're was no, was the last sixty six with yeah. a three point eight. Yeah, right. Okay, so and here's and you guys uh, may have talked about this this week on on the show. If not, you know the other big ad was the halftime show. Yeah, that was my number one. I completely so that missed was it. so that was my thing was that was it a blew giant it away. Ad. It was a giant ad, and they pay the same amount. I looked it up. Really, they pay about what you pay for a thirty second to sponsor it. Um, and to me, we had a, I had about 15 people, Super Bowl party. We're in the kitchen the entire first half with TVs on both ends of, you know, the rooms off the kitchen. And we're talking. You know, people are looking here and there, TV and commercials. But no one, the minute the halftime show, everyone went in and sat down. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a hip-hop guy, but Pepsi, to me, blew it away as far as gaining attention and gaining um, engagement. And so I want to hear with you guys, because you guys are talking about this all the time in the morning, and this is this is the thing. With what you all do in all of our worlds, segmentation and having all these audiences is really challenging. We have micro-segmentation and everything. The Super Bowl has to talk to so many different parts mm-hmm. of the audience. Yep. You know, 
Did I think it was a good show? Yeah. But it, to me, missed half the audience, you know? Yeah. Um, so many, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a show good. We'll talk to my brother when he, yeah. you know, next week. But, you know, it, I think it missed half the audience. Where was, where were other genres? So I think what happened there was anybody above 50, say, yeah. had no idea. And anybody yep. below, like, 20 had no idea. So basically the 30s and, and 40s. Yeah, we're right. That's yeah. right in my yeah. wheelhouse. Really? But I'm, I'm above 50, it. but I enjoyed it. We I'm missed not a it all together. Guy. We were driving home from a Super Bowl party. I didn't even see it. Still to this moment, hadn't seen it. So yeah. I, yeah. I've heard it was great. And then, uh, like like I said, some people were just like, eh, whatever. But uh, but I think for the target, where where I think their target rich audience is that you know thirty forty you know between basically between thirty and fifty that's where their sweet spot is yeah. right for the Super Bowl and for Pepsi yeah so I think they probably hit a home run with who they were trying to target yeah right. see Alicia and I that's what we wanted to see we wanted to see and the funny thing is what I find interesting is it was a big billboard for Pepsi. But the consistency of Pepsi being that sponsor has always made it now a name brand where it's the Pepsi halftime show. And it goes back to when Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire doing the Pepsi halftime show. Exactly. So the consistency of always being the Pepsi halftime show reminded me, but we were into it. We were like, hey, this is who we want to see. Eminem, that's who we wanted to see. Snoop Dogg, of course. Dr. Dre making a comeback. Yup. 50 Cent showing him. Kendrick Lamar, I don't know where he fit in. Yeah. That kind of threw it off for me, but I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. See, and I, that's the, what's so strange yeah. is, is if you, again, back to what we're talking about, how do you get, how do you talk to all these different audiences? Your word earlier today, yeah. nostalgic. I'm 58. I like nostalgia. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't listen to that. I, you know, you might be boring. Yeah. If it was yeah. the Eagles and, Doobie Brothers yeah. in Boston, but then you'd lose half the audience that way, too. So but I think everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is, and I don't believe that they don't, especially 18-year-olds. Yeah. They know I who that is. Got a brilliant brand. Yeah, His they brand know. is brilliant. To, to yeah, me, they, Pepsi, they know sells, too. Yeah. Pepsi sells to all generations. To me, what the brilliance of it was, they pretty much hit all generations. Now, did they talk specifically to some of them? Maybe, maybe not, yeah. but... I thought it was wonderfully done from that perspective. Yeah, and the the point Rhino made I thought was a really good one about the the long term branding of Pepsi, and you see that same thing with college football and and the Home Depot sure. relationship with ESPN, with right? Doctor yeah. Pepper, Doctor Pepper too, and, and, and Doctor Pepper is absolutely Dr. right. Doctor Pepper started as the halftime, that's or, right, uh, which throw, they still the do, throw. right? The, the scholarships they still do, but uh, you know ESPN's College Game Day built by the Home Depot, yeah. and and it has always been that. It's it is a it, this is the thing we talk about all the time. You cannot there's no there's very rarely lightning in a bottle when it comes to I don't care whether it's building a brand, building a new show, building anything. It takes time. And these people have made the commitment to doing it. And you know to spend between 5 and 7 million for 30 seconds, which a lot of these um, you know advertisers did, you know, that's the thing is it's just crazy unless you have a plan afterwards. So give me effectiveness on the QR code, because I know that was the least popular, but it, I think it was very effective. Very it? least uh, popular. Uh, what they did, I had no idea, was if you hit that with your phone, it opened up to the, um, you know, their site. And if you signed up, they gave you $15 of um, uh, Bitcoin. Oh, and so that. their whole thing was to get people to sign up. They cra- Now, the website crashed. Which, okay. yes. cra- that, that ought to tell you something. And so, A, you know it was effective. That's obviously not a, a positive, 
but they probably who knows from, from a they got being, even more news from that though because i saw that more than i saw cycle. what yeah. it right. was because i had no idea what it was until i saw and it's just like DraftKings and all these others they yeah. give you this money well there's a reason they're giving you this money so 15 dollars. who knows how many people you know it could have been <laughs> could have been 15 million you know dollars they had to put out and you go oh that's a negative but guess what they got all those people now sure. in their system so Hooked. Effective, I gotta believe they were very effective. Then the Danica Patrick GoDaddy commercials years ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? That, yes. That, well, mean, they were the first one to say, hey, watch more of this commercial on our website. I yeah. mean, Rhino, that, that, those are the things, again, but these are what, what we wanna talk about yeah. all the time is how do well, you help mid market companies do the same thing? Because it's, it's what you do every week with our. Sh- with our yeah. So let's do that when we come back. Uh, we're already, I uh, guess, this, this quick topic, uh, but we're already at the break. So uh, we'll jump into how do you make these things effective. Uh, and you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand, uh, joined by uh, our friends from the Morning Extra, Tug and Rhino. Um, we had a great debate about the Super Bowl ad, so uh, we're going to keep going on that. Um, and a little bit about effectiveness. So we were talking about the Coinbase ad and the fact that uh, hey, they shut down their website. Uh, they gave away $15 of free Bitcoin. Um, so tremendously effective. Um, from that standpoint, even though it was the lowest rated ad, which reminds me a little bit of last year, Oatly. And Oatly got panned because it was the owner. I think he was trying to sing. Yeah. Um, and it was just, oh, God, it was painful. It was like fingers on a chalkboard. What they did, though, is they didn't stop there. They had a few other ads. They had some digital things. They had a lot of POP and the grocery stores and the like. And I don't have the facts, but I remember seeing a, something late last year about Oatly's market share just grew exponentially. And, you know, that whole, you know, uh, non-dairy milk category. And it all started with, you know, this horrible ad that got bad ratings. Yep. And that in itself didn't work. But all the things that they did with a whole campaign for the rest of the year you know, really changed their fortunes. They started a conversation. They started a narrative that people kept going with, and that's what they did. They planted a seed, and they kept going. What What is POP? You mentioned POP. I don't know what that is. Um, so point of purchase. So, oh, okay, if, so if you got think it. about the uh, grocery stores, you know, the end yeah. caps, you mm-hmm. see some of these pop up. Oatly actually did, and it wasn't, I don't think it was in the first month after the Super Bowl, but by the spring, you started to see, you know, you, you know the, the dairy section, you'd see this little Oatly kind of thing. You know, they did it in certain grocery stores. Here's why I know that you're right, that it worked. Because yeah. I don't remember the ad whatsoever. Yeah. I just don't remember it. But this week, in our refrigerator, Oatly. I'd never seen it before, and I had no idea until you brought that up, even what it was. So it, yeah. it definitely worked for my wife yeah. at, at the, the point of purchase at, at the grocery store. Yeah. How about that? How long How long is the, the morning show? I'm, I'm criminal. I don't know this. You all show been on? Um, less than a year. Yeah, yeah we're, right, we're getting right, right on top of a year. And, yeah. and, the, and the growth of the audience over that period of time is, I mean, it is, it is by definition exponential. Yes. Pretty remarkable. Okay. The point is you guys set a path and a plan, and a brand, and you stuck with it. Yeah. And that's what people don't do. They don't stick with it. It's like they want – everybody wants to be the next YouTube or Facebook or whatever. But look it how long it happen. took those to be those right. things. Exactly. Right? That, that, that 
long time, the really, really long time it takes to be an overnight success, working country radio for as many years as I have. It's probably been 20 years now. It's always the overnight success that people think they see, which is not the case at all. It takes an artist moving to Nashville and then writing songs and then becoming an artist and then opening on a tour and then doing a mid-level tour and then being on a big, big tour. And that's, Darren, as I... Big, you know, frustration with marketing. Everyone thinks marketing's ads and the the cute ad, and that's why something pops up. Marketing is about all the things you have to do to set the strategy, set the plan, develop the campaigns, and all the things that overnight sensation takes two years to make. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things. And I'll go back to the Pepsi about consistency, and that's what we try to do at Extra is be consistent with what we're doing, so people recognize what we're doing. And hopefully be consistently good and put a consistently good product. If Pepsi were to put bad acts that nobody was going to relate to, it never would have worked. But it continues to work. And that's what we're trying to do is be consistent with our message. And it always does work. But you're right. I mean... Tug and I are huge stars now. I mean, but oh, yeah. they don't know the oh, twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> buddy, that's going to cost us. That's more than the five dollars. <laughs> I, I, I know we owe Rhino a bagel, but but they don't know the twenty-five years that you know I put in behind the scenes of exactly. what I've been doing to get to this point. And yeah, it may seem overnight that Tug and I just like this show just kind of took off, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes that took to this point where people were like, hey, we want to hear the conservative voice. This is a station we need, and now it's time to be consistent with that. But there was also a hole in the market, right? There was no conservative news talk station in Atlanta. There was a heritage news talk station in WSB, but they've changed their messaging. They've changed their market. They've changed the things that they say on that station, and it it has alienated many of the people that grew up listening to that. And that's where David Dickey obviously knew the strategy, knew the opportunity and was waiting for that right opportunity and was opportunistic. And much like Pepsi to your halftime show, um, you know, at first I, I going years and years long before the Michael Jackson, I don't remember who sponsored it, but I'm not even sure someone did sponsor. I think the NFL put it on. And I think at that time, Pepsi realized they jumped in, the Michael Jackson thing happened. They wanted to recover from it, and they've kept the right of first refusal, and they're not going to let it go away. And yeah. a great example of Pepsi's domination in there. Remember when the Super Bowl was here in Atlanta? And th- it was almost like a Cola Wars again. Yeah. You know, and, and Pepsi was all out because they knew they were in Coca-Cola's backyard in Atlanta, and they were really strategic and really smart about the way they engaged people and they, you know, they put up basically, you know, this is, you know, we know it. We know we're in the Coca-Cola's backyard, but we don't care. And we're going to engage the people that have been lifelong Coca-Cola fans like myself that had been born and raised on Big Red. Yeah. I, my, my grandma put Big Red Coca-Cola in my baby bottle. When I was a, when I was a small child, and all my teeth rotted out. Yeah. That's the true story. Wow. I swear. When, when 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 the Olympics were in town, and I did a lot of work with Coca Cola back then, and it was Coon and said, "I better not see a Pepsi billboard anywhere <laughs> in this town." Yeah. Right. Back to thinking about way to your steps ahead. So was, I mean, they know the Super Bowl and the plan. Somebody went and said, "Okay." We're, we are playing in their backyard, whether it's through third party or whatever, and digital billboards. They were, I mean, 
you talk about gorilla and smart yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. folk. Yeah. Um, but this is what we talk about with game plans. Yeah, the plan is, is important. Plan. And, and that's what Pepsi did. Remember, they put the codes under the... So they knew exactly what you were going to do when they saw the ads. They thought yep. all that through. And we brought up David Dickey and with this product, like, this has been a plan. His plan has been going. We talked before we even went on air where we were going, what we wanted to do with the station, and what our goals were as a station to get the voice out. And Pepsi's done the same thing. And I love the planning behind it. I like that about Super Bowl commercials. Like, yeah. the QR code... Like, as silly as it was, and I ignored it. I didn't go for it, but I understood it. Someone is going to zap on that. And they thought about the next plan. Okay, so what are they going to land on? What's going to be next? What happens when they put this code in? How do we? And they've capitalized that on every year. So the plan has been really important. I, I, I talked about, I've never talked about on the, on the show, but a friend of mine, uh, she went to Alabama, unfortunately. But wow. she, you know. Uh, they've, do, she, they've been pretty successful. Yeah, they've been okay. Right. They've, they've, they've been all right. PhD in marketing, Columbia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. Way, way over our heads in this group. Um, but she talk, what she talked about in, in her PhD was, you know, the length of a story, right? And if something that has legs, and if you've got to rebuild it and rebuild it and rebuild that momentum all the time, it's, it's, it's hard to do. And at the end of the day, all of us, whether we're in opinion or, or teaching or whatever, you know, if we've got to come up with a new story every single week, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. And, and I mean, and so what yeah. these people have done is said, OK, we are going to find something that has legs and we are going to do a very good job of making sure we stay. I love your word consistent with that set of legs and go. Well, but, <laughs> but what what you said there, though, is, is really smart. If we had to recreate what we were talking about, we would confuse every person that came yeah. here for conservative news and talk, right? Because people came here and then they didn't hear it. They would go away. They wouldn't come back. Because like, I thought that's what I was going there yeah. for. If we were changing the, the message up every week and doing something different every week, that would never work. Ever in a million years, that would never work. So, that yeah, the people yeah, that do that, build that the consistency. Sense. And, you know, the one that was the number one rated – you know, I, it was cute, but the Rocket Mortgage with Anna, um, Anna Kendrick, Kendrick and yeah. the Barbie House. Now, where I think they're brilliant, we all know Rocket's got enough money. They're going to continue the story. Anna Kendrick has got the young, you know, from the teenagers through mm-hmm. the millennials. Um, and Barbie, the nostalgia and the classic. Yeah. I think where it's brilliant is those people over the next five to ten years that are coming into the house buying market. Um yep. They relate. They're going to relate to Barbie. They're going to relate to that. They're going to think. And then we all know Rocket's got all the apps and all the things that are technology focused. So if they were a one hit wonder and the ad goes away, I think it'd be a problem. We know Rocket's not going to do that. Right. So, uh, A, it scored well eh, with me, so so. But I think it is going to be a long term hit. I think that, that's where I like the nostalgic part, too. And the other commercial that I thought caught my attention was. You know, play the hits, play them, because when they brought the Sopranos kids back and they were driving, like, that was cool to me to see, like, okay. And that gave you two messages, like, okay, they didn't die in the diner at the end of the show. And at the same time, like, oh, there they are. Look at them. It's great. And they kind of brought that back. So I like that nostalgic hit to it. So I thought it was, I thought that's always what I want to see, play the hits. Yeah. What about... um you know, so we've talked about the ones that that hit, but really, what's important? And I want to get Darren's opinion on this. <laughs> so, um, when you think about, let's start with TV advertising because that's what we've been focused on. You know, if you have the money to do it, and there's ways to do it. Local cable. You know, I've got a good friend. Um, you know, Carpet Depot. They've been on the local cable mm-hmm. here for years. All right. <laughs> um, 
smaller companies, what do you really want to accomplish? You know, what are the things that you've got to have happen in that 30 seconds, um, Darren, or otherwise you're throwing your money away? The first thing is, what do you want to, what are you trying to accomplish? Do you have a new brand? Is it a new brand of the market? You know, are you introducing your brand? I mean, going back to what you guys are with your morning show, as the show has grown, so has the mar- so has your advertising audience. Sure enough. Yeah. yeah. Right? So to your point, what I want to know is I want to know who the audience is, right? And then I want to attack. I don't mean attack, but I, I want, want to, to go after. I yeah. want to go after that audience with fever in a way that I know they're going to go, wow, these guys have got something, whether it's 100,000, whatever it may be. Um, I want metrics. You know me. I, yep. w- I want to understand what the what your show is doing. I want to understand the audience of the show. You know me. I'm always asking every media outlet, what's your click-through yeah. rate, conversion rate? So those are the kinds With of things. With the I'm Super Bowl, at. it's everybody. The entire well, audience. Everybody's yeah. watching. Like, how do you cover that at that point? And that's the challenge of the Super Bowl. Right. Well, we, we I don't know that it's been a challenge, but it's been interesting to learn about Extra. And we just did a big event called Guys Not Out with our afternoon host from 3 to 6, Guy Benson. He's nationally syndicated, based out of D.C. He did a show from here in Atlanta for two days, and we did an event over at a place called Farmed Kitchen to Table or Kitchen to Bar over in Tucker. What we found out by drawing names, we literally randomly picked five winners and a guest yeah. to come and have this meal with uh, a chef. With the stars, Tug and uh, well, Rhino. Yeah, with the actual <laughs> star. <laughs> stars. With the actual star, you know, Guy Benson is nationally syndicated. But um, but the interesting thing that we found was that. Of the five people that were randomly drawn, you should have seen the age dynamic. It was amazing. There was a late 20s couple, there was a late 30s couple, there was a late 40s couple, and there was a late 60s or late 50s couple. So we That's literally, incredible. and it was yeah. all random. Was so so random. the fact that we covered so many generations or so many, uh, uh, I don't know, demographics, yeah. I was blown away because a lot of times you think conservative talk, you think, you know, old white guys that are yelling at the TV. Well, but it's really not Darren the case. talked about that last week, the difference between demographics and, and psychographics. psychographics. Yeah. Okay, well, and, you have to help me understand that. Uh, so demo, it's household income, geographic, all those kinds of things. Psychographics is how am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can have an older person who is thinking younger, et cetera, but it, it's, it's what, what you are actually thinking about, and they're, they, are, they are not automatically linked. They are, uh, they are, so we use, in the world of marketing, Yankelovich. And Prism. Those are the two basic, you know, tools that a lot of us will Sounds use. Sounds like college class to me. <laughs> yeah. It is college class, my friend, but then you get some dumb You're two geek. hillbillies you to get, know that. You, <laughs> get two, you get a geek like me who loves that stuff, and you start to overlay it, and you and you start to see, wow, holy crud, you know, that, that, that younger audience. And so you may, you may overlay the audience um, versus geography. I mean, there are all kinds of things that now in today's world – and what David's doing and, and so forth, we can start to see that. And it is yeah. really cool what can be done. It is amazing because, you know, let's go back to what we were saying. See, we're lucky to be consistent because we have a president who consistently messes up. <laughs> this is my conservative <laughs> views coming out, by the way. In this, um, But, yeah, that consistency of him continually messing up, that now we're seeing younger people. And I think that's why we saw a different age group in each, like somebody represented in, in, in every, each. Every category. Yeah, because yeah. – Everybody now is sick and tired of seeing what's going on. So the they psycho, may be, they may be tired of different things, right. but they're sick and tired. Right, oh. they're sick and tired. But you know, <laughs> exactly. everybody, but everybody's kind of come together on those issues, realizing that certain things that are going on in this country right now, 
it, it, it's gotten to every age group. It's gotten to every income level. All the people are sick of the same thing, so we're seeing the psychoanalysis come differently to us. Well, the psychographics, again, not, not to bring it all into, into all this stuff, but the, the gentleman from New York that came on a couple of weeks ago and said, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah. Right? Yep. From a demographic perspective, you know, he said, union, I voted Democrat all the years, da 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 He goes, I'm tired of this. Yeah. And, and, and literally, and you're seeing that. So, again... You know, demographics, yeah. household income, location, education, all those kinds of things are one thing. Those are fact. Yeah. Right. Right. Then but it goes back to what do you want to accomplish? Right? right. And so are you trying to build a brand? Is it brand awareness? Or are you trying to have some type of call to action? You know, is there a campaign? Is there something you're trying to get? And if you're not starting with those type of things from a TV ad, you're going to waste you're going to waste millions in, in a lot of cases, you know, depending on where you're going with TV. So w- w- then break it down for me from okay. a marketing perspective, why I just saw this great range of people. Like if you could put a, a thumbprint on that, how can you tell me and help me understand from a marketing point of view, nothing to do with politics. Why is it that all that range of people showed up in one place? Message. There's something in the content, message and the message. tone and content of what, is being presented that is resonating with an audience. And notice, mm-hmm. none of those words had anything to do with numbers. Yeah. Nothing. Again, <laughs> it is all about what is what is going to emotionally elicit a response. And everything is being marketed to us. And we, we see it in politics all the time. When we talk about the Build Back Better plan, the one word they use all the time is free. They know that that is going to gauge a response free good. It doesn't cost me anything. Free, free. And all the words that they throw in there, we see it. It's marketing to the American people what they want you to do. And they're getting that message to everybody mm-hmm. they can because who doesn't want free? Well, so, and, and you and I have talked yeah. this. I loathe politics in some ways because of exactly what you're talking about. And you should. Because, because of the fact that doing what I've been doing for 30 years, the reality is, and I had this conversation the other night, we... And what we do, Tug, Rhino, me, Trip, all of us, we can manipulate an audience. Yeah. It's, my, it's mind warping. It, you know, is, you know, it is what politics. we can do. Is, yeah. and, and the politicians, left, right, and center, that's what they do every single day. They got people a lot smarter than you and me doing it. I don't know about that, actually. I'm being, uh, this is where I'm going. But the reality <laughs> is it's scary, Rhino. What, what can yeah. be done? If you bash somebody, so this was a, a number the other day. You'd probably appreciate this one. So the old days, it used to be 8 to 12 touch points to affect change, okay? So I have an audience. Let's use you all's audience. Yeah. I've got people who are, who are sampling the, the, the morning show, okay? And you get them once, you get them twice, you get them three times. Once you get them to a certain point, now they're, they're active participants. In a, in a habit. In a habit, Correct. exactly. Right. Which is why if you are a sponsor of a show versus doing a random ad, all of a sudden you get that habit, and now guess what? People are hearing your sponsor's because they're there sure. every week. And every now day. that number's gone to 24, okay? And to your point of the Pepsi thing. Now, we look at it, our, the way our model works is a little different, but at the end of the day, the amount of touch points it is, that is needed to affect change and to get somebody into a habit has increased significantly because of all the other noise that's going on there. But that's why, to your point, Rhino, when it went free, 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 they're going to say it so much to the point where eventually they'll watch the numbers and it's like, okay, we've worn out the message. Time to find another message. Yep. And then they'll do that. They'll run the heck out of that. But the beauty in, I guess the beauty, in politics, you have the the luxury of doing that. If you wear out the word, then you just find a new word, right? But exactly. if, you're, if you're a company, 
and you, you know, how do, it seems like it would work very differently. Great if you, point. Because yeah. if your message starts to deviate and change, you know, especially in the business to business world, but consumer too, you run the risk of confusion and um, not having that consistency. Yeah, that's so, uh, that's 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 exactly what I was what I was thinking because the government and when or or politicians I should say the government but but them too is when they wear out that free yeah. there's that there's there's no drawback right to change in message because yeah. it doesn't matter it's what i like that geico's done you oh. know the cavemen went from the caveman to the you know the gecko and then i think now they're doing you know something else but like progressive i got kind of tired of flow for a while and then they oh, kind of switched it up and i like the old I people exactly and i think right, that's fun right. i mean love the old people that yeah. are that don't turn into your parents yeah, yeah. don't turn into because your parents. we all see ourselves turning into our parents, parents. i see it every day maybe like, you do well maybe oh, everybody everybody, <laughs> everybody but you darren is to, you know because you, you know you're you're, you're laser focused you're not going to do that but the rest of us like i see myself and i'm like my dad used to do that I, right. my dad used to say that and like the in the in those ads when they're like you know, hey, you know, are we going to try to leave in the third? And he's like, ah, uh, you know what? Let's not talk about leaving uh, the game before we're actually into the game. You know, and those those are brilliant. Yeah. What do y'all yeah. think about cereal type ads like Dr Pepper? You know, with the whole Fansville. Oh, I was thinking Captain Crunch when he's talking cereal. Oh, well, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, I literally went to Captain uh, Crunch with Crunch like, which, which cereal are we talking Captain about? Crunch. Lucky Crunch Charms Crunch rocks. Crunch. Let's have this debate. No, I'm saying. I, oh, okay. I, like I think if you, have, if you it's have, episodic. Look, if you have the money and you've got the ability to build that, you're building consistency. Um, they're tapping what they think is their audience. I think it's done well. It's it's hard to do in TV unless you've got the major money of Dr. Pepper, yeah, consumer products, insurance, and things like that. But um, no, I think it, it's it's well done. Me too. Yeah, I, I love here's I, I love it when done well. We're getting yeah. ready to do one for yeah. a. That's episodic. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We're getting okay. ready. To, we're getting ready to do one, and we'll we'll bring up the numbers. I mean, we're getting ready to do one starting. Next month, and it's going to yeah. be. It'll have six months of legs at least. Interesting. Okay. Um, and and so we are we are going to tease it in March, and then we're going to start to build it and and create an episodic uh, ad campaign. The so reason, reason oh, I'm sorry. So, so the reason I brought it up is because I at, at first I didn't like the Fansville Dr Pepper thing, and now like I genuinely enjoy yeah. it. like I I don't turn the channel when I see it. Well, and the best ones going back to Super Bowl, we talked about Danica Patrick before. Some of the best episodic ones were the ones that had multimedia and engaged you. So there was going to be four episodes. Well, you got the first one with Danica on the Super Bowl. And to see how this turns out, go to the website and then you go see it. What's that later became the second commercial and things like that. That's the just done well to how do your you point. get that done though because that's what i don't go to those like they annoy me i like yeah. i don't care that much about your product that i'm actually going to take my time on my phone and go look at it like i want it delivered to me the thing i like about yeah. fansville is i get to watch it when it comes on tv i don't have to go search it out i don't want to search your product out yeah. i don't want to do that work i want to see what you got and give it to me right then and there i love it this yes. is the number of stuff that you just thank you rhino you need and folks, we're not setting this up. This is a for the six people listening to us. All right, so here's a great example of that. So I'm going to use easy numbers. If there are a hundred thousand people watching it, there are there are benchmarks of what the click through rate is of a commercial like that. Ah, okay? okay, yeah. So we look at that as a, as a team and say, okay, we're going to do the more commercial. We and it's online, and we're going to expect. I'm going to make it easy. It's not ten percent. 
it would usually be like eight tenths of one percent or five tenths of one percent. But let's just make it for easy numbers. It's ten percent are going to click. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, how do I do that? I do it through boosted posts. I do it through supportive SEM, search engine marketing, AdWords. I do it through all these other things that are also supporting that so that you may not go, you know what, because I'm like you. As much yeah. as I'm a marketer, he knows, Trip knows, I'm antisocial. I right. hate dealing with all this stuff. Yeah. But, but it's, it's an integrated it's marketing an integrated, campaign, and that exactly. is the difference more often than not than you know, success versus failure. You'll support so, it with so, all these other channels. So yeah. uh, we're going to come back in just a minute, and uh, we'll dive into radio a little bit. Um, but uh, great discussion about TV ads and Super Bowl ads, and you are listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand here with our friends from the Morning Extra, Tug and Rhino. Um, fun discussion on the Super Bowl advertising and then uh, the things you need to look at from an integrated marketing campaign and, uh, you know, whether it's TV and we'll get into radio in a minute. But let's let's kind of go back to that discussion uh, Darren and, and uh, Rhino were having about, you know, how do you make that engagement and what are the, the kind of key things to uh, think about? So Let me say this, too, real quick. You guys are really good when you say that you're doing something and you're going to bring people back because we were only going to do one segment and we are now three segments in, in. So you guys are good at your jobs. Yeah. I don't know about well, that. Uh, I, I, think now, I think now we're going to own breakfast this. instead of just a bagel. But, uh, <laughs> I'm ready for that bagel, though, yeah. yeah so well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing, and it was funny. So Rhino was talking, we were talking, two of us were talking between the break about the numbers. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, Rhino said, well, it's the 10%. I went, you nailed it. Yeah. So we've talked about on the radio before, there, in social, there's like this thing called 1990. Okay? So going back, let's just finish the numbers. If 100,000 people, and we'll segue this into the radio show, into the radio show. So if 100,000 people are listening, right, and you get 10,000 of them to actually click, right. okay, that doesn't mean that only 10,000 are engaged, okay? There's, a, there's an extrapolation of that, okay? So what the 1990 rule is saying is 1% of that audience with whom we're talking is an is a engaged, zealot audience, whether it's radio, television, Watching a movie, it doesn't matter. But they're willing to take action. But they're willing to take action. Thank yeah. you for that's my yep. five dollars. Okay, the nine percent are are there, but they're not going to. I mean, I will I will watch Blacklist because I love it, but I'm not going to go online and click and do. A, Rhino, you and I are talking. I'm not doing it. Right, I'm not going. I'm like, just not going to do it. The QR code, yeah. Yeah. Right. commercial. Rhino and I are the same way. I don't want to work for it. it. it, it yeah. I don't want to work for it because I know I'm going to be let down at the end if like that QR code <laughs> thing. If I clicked on it and it was just, it's hey, like, this is my product, come buy it. I'm like, right. I just wasted or, or my time. You better give me crashed. something for it. Or, or the yeah, website yeah. crashed. Which, which did and happen. Plus, I'm an old cynic anyway. Yeah. And then yeah. the 90% are, and this is where we get into the why, you know, the value of their, what you're doing. God, am I blowing smoke up their ass yeah. today? But the the 90% <laughs> is is people who have they have bought the the brand has bought their way in to that people's mind share. Yeah. Okay. So when people are buying against influencers and all this sort of stuff. The reality is you've got to buy against the 10%. Right. Anything else, you are burning money. And so let's go. Yeah, so, that's, so the point that you were asking about television is how do you know? So you will look at multiple metrics, right? What did I get in terms of clicks, right, against the projected audience? Of those clicks, how many people opted in? Of those clicks, you know, that opted in, how many went to the next part of the series, right. right? BMW did it as well. They were early with Guy Ritchie, 
Yes. Um, but those are the kinds of things. But here's the thing, folks. And this I have said. If you're going to come to us and talk about it, be willing to say, I'm going to build the plan. And I've literally said to people, unless you're going to invest the money needed to bring the ba- that brand and that plan to life, don't do it. Don't do it. Right. No, and and analyze it and, and um, do, it. do the analytics. And, you know, we appreciate uh, Rhino's comments, but, um, you know, that's we, we are passionate about it. And, yes, sometimes we do blow smoke, uh, yeah. <laughs> to Darren's point. But if you Cigar are smoke, by the way, if you are interested in building something long term for your business, and that's all we are focused on, we're not interested in building short term one hit wonders and cute ads. No. But if you're building long term, take a look at randink.cc and uh, we'd love to talk to people. So, yeah, we love and you can't change your message halfway through or not knowing your audience and not knowing what you're hitting and whether it's going to be right. Like, I know if I'm going to sell rainbow socks, I'm going to go to Twitter because all the crazy liberals will buy the rainbow socks. I'm not going to go and start serving Trump socks to someone on Twitter because I know they're going to be blocked and it's not going to go through. I need to know that. Just know your audience. And we got to know our audience. And the channels. And so this spins us right into radio. Know your audience. Yep. And now with, with because of having the app and so forth, and the, the, the power of what a show like this that you guys have got can do so quickly is just it's, you, we couldn't do it in the old days. You guys have right. been in radio forever. Yeah. So I want to get uh, Tug and Scott's opinion from you know you you have to do ads all the time, and mm-hmm. sometimes the um, advertiser or the company just is adamant. What are some of the things you see that are just like this isn't going to work? And then some you feel that have been boy spot on. Yeah, like some car dealerships will have some fancy. Uh, title for not having to go in and negotiate the price of a car. They'll call it, uh, you know, car dealership direct or whatever. Right. And then they'll they'll want to sponsor a segment on your show, and it is car dealership direct. When you hear that, you're like, I don't know what car dealership direct is. What does that mean? I have so no idea what that means. Cute slogan that exactly has right. no yeah. relevance. It's exactly yeah. right. These yeah. guys say they don't know marketing. You're so. I mean, back to marketing is common sense. Yeah. Well, there's just a and lot. Marketing of, is common sense. There's a lot of overlap in what we there do. Is. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And so when usually, when an advertiser comes and they're like, "Hey, I want you to use this product. I want you to get familiar with it." Like, I'll give you an example. Castleberry Shutters did shutters at our house, and then they became an advertiser on there. I never in a million years thought shutters inside our house would make a difference. My wife did and loved it. So we I the brains of the family is, by the no way. No kidding. My wife's always yeah. the, the one that keeps me on the straight and narrow and, and talks sense into me when I'm senseless. But she thought this was a great idea. We, we had it done, and now I tell the story. And it's been so effective for Castleberry Shutters, which is a locally owned company right yeah. here in town. And all I do is tell them that literally that yeah. I had no idea. My wife knew what it was. We had it done, and she was spot on. And they get calls all the time. That's relevant. What about you, Rana? Mine is um, when people interject their personal like life or personal opinions, like we all care about it, and they just keep going with it. it it's kind of I I don't need to hear about your personal opinion on it, it, especially when it doesn't relate to your product. And I'll give an example and. It's a company, they say Piccinal, Um, and they've run this girl, and I'm like, I'm tired of it. Like, it's not funny. It's not cute anymore. Like, might have been cute the first time. I don't care. Like, it doesn't do anything. I don't even know what your product is. I honestly have no idea what they're even selling me, to be honest with you, because, like, you've, it's just annoying. So when you do that, and, and it can go with politics. If you start injecting your personal beliefs or personal opinions into things, I tune out real quick, real quick. Hey, man, I wish, and uh, I'm I'm just a 
I wish that the folks in some of the broadcast uh, series, TVs, I mean, there's some shows I, w- I used to watch, yeah. and they have decided to inject politics into them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I went, I'm uh, done. Well, well ESPN yeah, as a network yeah. has yeah. done that. ESPN as a whole network has gone from being a sports network to a very political network, you know, and, and they struggle with that. Yeah. But I, I don't watch ESPN anymore. Yeah. And the I'm, egos on some of these commercials, like, I, you know, I want to help you get your word out and get your product out. And sometimes you have to listen and we have to tell people, like, you shouldn't be reading this or you shouldn't be doing this. You should have someone else do this because your message is getting lost that you, you can't deliver the message. But you want to be the person who does your own commercial. So a lot of those just don't translate. We were talked actually, you know, going all the way back to Thursday or Wednesday earlier this week. We were talking about Wolfman and Donna, like why that worked for me. Their personality overcame like yeah, they Rhino became said, their I own didn't even know where Brownsbridge Road didn't was, know where Brownsbridge but I Road. knew that's where their their company was. But I think about it every day and I think about Wolfman and Donna and as silly as it was and ridiculous as it was, it stuck with me. So in that case like I like it. it what's amazing about what we're all talking about now and and I I talk Marketing needs a giant enema. Mm-hmm. And the reason it does is because you've got a very young group of people who think they know more than all. I mean, I'm not saying there's not need for youth in every business. But at the end of the day, people are overthinking, trying to make this stuff too hard. And, and they're going for whether it's an Addy or this or that. And, at the end, and it is all about using common sense. Not trying to be yeah. too cute. Life experience. Yeah. Life experience and, matters. And usually I try to have three things, but we're out of time. So you number alienate one, 50% of your audience. Too. Number one thing is, look, work with professionals, whether it's the radio guys, as you guys talked about it, whether it's a true marketing firm. Don't try to do this yourselves. Think about the whole integrated campaign. Uh, fantastic discussion. Awesome. Tug and Rhino us. joining Thanks us. Thanks very much, guys. You've been listening to the Marketing Man Men on Extra 106.3. We'll see you next week. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.